welcome to Schools Like Podcast. Very excited tonight uh, for a great topic. Uh, my name is Rachel. I'm a school psychologist working in the state of Maryland. I also wanted to note that um, Dr. Kelly Vance, um, of course, being our, our past NAPS, NASPA president um, when we were in Atlanta, and you know, Eric and Rebecca and I were all like starstruck with all these school psych superstars and taking all these selfies. There was one day of the convention that I decided to sleep in and they went off and did their thing. And I woke up and I looked at Twitter and I saw this like selfie of the three of them all together smiling and having a fun time. So it's been my mission <laughs> to finally meet uh, Dr. Kelly Vance just because I've been super jealous that they ran into her and since they've run into her again. And so it's just kind of been a little inside joke that, um, cause you know, I, I wanted to meet her. So <laughs> I'm super excited tonight to be doing that, but <laughs> I'm gonna contain myself and um, pass it over to Rebecca who's gonna tell us how to participate tonight, Rebecca. Yes, hello everybody. Uh, if you're watching us live, uh, it, the easiest way to participate is just comment, sign into your YouTube or Google account and comment right next to the video. We'll be looking for those comments. You can also comment on Facebook, on School Psyched, Your School Psychologist, and the School Psyched podcast page on Facebook, either of those pages in comments or messages and on Twitter using the hashtag Psyched Podcast. We do have a brand new Psyched Podcast uh, Twitter handle, so look for that tweet and, and follow us there. And if you're not watching us live, which many of you want to listen on um, however you get uh, podcasts, please feel free to comment and ask questions anyway. We, we continue the conversation over time and we really love your feedback, your interaction, and the collaborative discussion that we're able to have um, based on these wonderful opportunities to speak to amazing people in the field. So now I'm gonna pass it off to Eric, who is going to introduce our guest. Okay, thank you. Uh, we are excited to have Dr. Lisa Kelly Vance with us. And yes, as Rachel said, <laughs> We, we took many fun selfies with her and uh, just enjoyed running into her, not only just meeting her in person, but also getting to hear her speak, getting to go to workshops by her, and then just enjoy getting to meet her and visit with her um, at several conventions. So we're excited to have Dr. Lisa Kelly Vance with us, uh, immediate past president of NASP, as well as a professor of school psychology. So I'm gonna just introduce her with a little bio information and then we'll talk about uh, what she has to share with us on self-care. So tonight's uh, School Psych Podcast guest is Dr. Lisa Kelly Vance. And she began her career as a school psychologist in Council Bluffs, Iowa, serving birth uh, children birth through 21 and leading early RTI initiatives. She is a professor of school psychology at the University of Nebraska at Omaha, where she also serves as program director. Her research and applied interests are assessment and interventions with preschool children in the context of play, mental health in early childhood, school-based academic and social interventions, prevention, and self-care. And as mentioned, she is past president of NASP. So Dr. Kelly Vance, welcome. And we would love to have you tell us a little bit about self-care. 
I would be honored. Um, I think my self-care was that introduction because you all made me feel so good. And so very welcome. So can't underestimate the power of kind words in our mm. self-care. So that was um, very welcoming. I appreciate it. And I just appreciate what the three of you do with these podcasts because uh, one of the things in returning to my role at the university that I've started doing is the podcasts are part of my um, class assignments. And so, for example, with our practicum class, they there are certain podcasts that they are required to listen to just to then come in and, and discuss them. So they've really uh, been invaluable to, to me. So for my professional self-care, right? So, and the students love it. You know, it's if I say I'm assigning podcasts, they all look at me like I'm the best thing ever. <laughs> and so I'd rather have that than reading all that those, you know, big reading materials you give us, Lisa. So, so anyway, so this is great. But um, I do want to mention my students too as it relates to this uh, discussion of self care because there's nothing like seeing students go through a graduate program to make you realize the importance of self-care. And so the history here of why I got so involved with self-care was um, I, I didn't always call it self-care. I just saw stressed graduate students and I said, well, you all need to, to regroup a little bit. So I, I have, um, the real honor of supervising their school-based practicum, which is a year-long uh, practicum experience. And about halfway through, they they start to just melt. You know, <laughs> they come back from the holiday break and oh, we're tired. So I started um, in January doing something called um, enjoying your career, and it. I started giving tips for well, what's now what I call self-care, and and so. We oh, and we ended with yoga. So I'm my other life is I can teach. I'm a certified yoga teacher, and so so that was always kind of interesting that some people who had done yoga before and some who had never done it. But it was a way just to say you don't have to like yoga, but find something you can do that your your outlet, your your thing other than being a grad student. And so we talked a lot about just managing your stress, and and so then when when I realized, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to be the NASP president. What? You know, um, I, I, I started thinking about, I had my theme, which was unlock potential prevention is key. And so I was thinking all about my early childhood work until all of a sudden I started thinking about all of us and how we all have so much potential. And sometimes we don't even get to realize our own potential because the stressors of the job take us down. And so I thought, I really want us to talk about self-care because if we aren't caring for ourselves, we can't care for all those kids that are out there. And I think that's, and the teachers and the administrators and the, and the families. And so that's, that's kind of the root of all this. It started with my grad students, but then I realized all of us need it. I don't care whether or graduate educators like myself, or practitioner, or what have you. So, so I think, um, well, I hope in this time that we have tonight, some pe people can walk away just with a few tips of how to improve their self-care. I, I always think there's a lot of energy this time of year toward self-care, and then there isn't. <laughs> you know, you get in a few weeks into the school year, and you think, I 
I can't do that because I have to do X, Y, and Z. So I want to talk about this as um, like my title here, a privilege and a responsibility, because I personally see see my self-care as, as something that is a privilege. I am so fortunate to be able to, like this afternoon I went for a run, it was nice weather. I, I have running shoes, you know, I have the time to go out and do this. My body works okay, well enough, I'm slow, but you know, I got out there and, and that's a real privilege. And I, I see so many families where they don't have that, they don't have the time, you know, they just, so many of our families are, are so overworked, whether it's caring for their children, caring for the financial side, whatever it is. And so that's why I say then we have the responsibility to take care of ourselves so that we can help them. You know, they they count on us. So that's where that whole concept of a privilege and a responsibility comes into play. So let's see if I can work these slides. You'll all cheer me on, right? Um, so, <laughs> so there we go. We made it to the to the next slide. Um, so I, I, I've already talked about self care being a privilege and a and a responsibility. You know, taking our wellness seriously, just nourishing ourselves. I also uh, think it's important to emphasize our personal and professional professional self care. As school psychologists, we know that it's so easy to get stagnant with whether it's listening to a podcast, reading something in our communique, it's, it's, it's sometimes we're just like, oh, I'm too tired or I don't wanna do it. But that's what really nourishes us professionally, learning a new idea, a new way to go into our schools and say, hey, I just heard this on a podcast or I just read this and I, I wanna try this or help out in this way. And I think that's, that's so important to, um, to thinking about self-care. All right. So what isn't it? Um, obviously not selfish. It's nothing that takes away. It's our nourishment. I, I, I say that third one, adding more tasks to your, um, I should say to your to-do list, but um, I do think self-care should be on our to-do list. It's part of our you know, schedule, the thing to check off if you're reinforced by checking things off a list. I know I am, so my self-care is part of my list each day that I, I check things off, but it's not like it's just that, oh my gosh, I've got to do this. I got to do it. it should never feel tedious. I also, those, those last three are more of just, I think too often we enter into self-care when it's almost too late for self-care. We're already tired. We're, oh my gosh, this, you know, oh, I better start taking care of myself sort of attitude. And that's, it's, it's not the, the, overhaul our lives. That's not self-care. It's it's planful. It's calculated. It's nourishing. I keep using that term, but that's really what it is. So, so the benefits, I love these. I always think we need to have like charts in our offices or on our, our computers or in our calendars that have these reminders. So like, what, why, what, reminding myself, why am I doing this self-care? Well, I love to look at that list and see, you know, energy, happy. These are all the things I want. I want to be an ethical practitioner and I'm going to make more ethical, better ethical decisions if I am taking care of myself. Um, having good relationships with people in our schools, et cetera. A couple of those that I do want to highlight just a, a little bit is that 
gaining perspective. I don't know about all of you out there, but sometimes when I get stressed, I make poor choices in terms of which task comes first and which needs to get done because I want to get that low hanging fruit. I want something just to check off my to-do list. And that might not have been the best thing to choose in terms of prioritizing. So when we are thoughtful about our self-care and, and healthy, we are better at saying, no, I need to go in and talk to that teacher who may not be so happy with me today. That is a priority and I'm strong enough to go in and do it. Um, the other one that I really like is modeling the self-care for others. And that's something I talk to my students a lot about is, you know, you are a role model for kids in schools. And I think grad students, they love hearing that. And, and we all know we are. But sometimes I think as school psychologists, we think, oh, maybe they don't know who we are or don't know as many of the students. But I think modeling the, um, the well-being, that that's a good thing. And uh, kind of not having that competition of, I have 10 reports to write. Well, I have 20 reports to write. Well, I have 30, you know, that, that oh my gosh, the, let's talk all about the stressors we have, which we do need to talk about. I fully agree with that. But we also need to talk about, well, how are we taking care of ourselves? What, what are we doing to make sure that those reports are going to get done? Um, and it's not just sitting around and, and writing those. It's taking care of ourselves, mind and body, so that we're able to write a good report. So, so. I think all of these benefits would make great passwords. And that would be a good uh, <laughs> thinking of another presidential theme. But, but just to use them... With your, for your different logins as a reminder. It's just an idea that came to mind. I love it. I love it. Um, boy, I hope some people use that tip. That's really good. Uh, consequences, I think those are pretty obvious, but we are so vulnerable to this burnout. And again, back to why I wanted to make sure my graduate students weren't burning out before they even got in the career, but uh, making sure that those of us who've been around for a while in the career, those of us who are new, all get to enjoy this job. And so I think that's um, that really is important. And school psychs, there's a shortage of us. And so we can't afford to lose anyone. <laughs> so that's another reason for self-care. Uh, so I think we all know that uh, the, the typical school psych personality is we take on a lot of other people's burdens. We say, yes, we've got a lot going on in our day. And sometimes saying yes isn't the best thing for us to do. It's sometimes we have to say, no, I can't get to that right now, but I'll get to you as soon as I can. And that's a really hard thing for those of us in this profession to say, but this is, it does lead to some, um, some burnout and some compassion fatigue. So I, this is another one I think that we should all have printed out, written down somewhere so that if we start noticing a change in ourselves in any of these areas, that we realize we aren't committed enough to our self-care. You know, of course, we're going to get a little anxiety, decreased patience, difficulty relaxing at times during the year, but we can make it better by practicing, you know, healthy eating, you know taking breaks, etc. cetera. Um, so, so when I look at these, I, I just, it, it always reminds me, we have to, to be aware of ourselves. And, you know, we could even, we are data collectors, have a little scaling system of, you know, 
zero to five today, I'm feeling this in terms of my patients. And I always know at the end of the semester, that one isn't as as good. You know, I'm, I'm not as patient at the end of the semester. Maybe I need to do a little bit more in terms of taking care of myself. So um, I also, I, I mentioned my yoga teaching experience and that, that human being versus human doing that comes right out of the yoga teacher in me, which is uh, in yoga teaching, you learn about just being and not feeling like you're always on that hamster wheel, always having to do, do, do. And I think during our our intense work days, we are such a human doing. And we have to remember occasionally, we're going to be a better human doer if we just sit and be, uh, whether it's, you know, taking a lunch break, an actual time to sit and eat 10 minutes, even if you do that. Um, and then maybe take a minute after lunch just to sit and do nothing. And, you know, I know people often say, well, I can't do that. 60 seconds. So uh, those those the research shows those small, small behaviors really, really help. So. So I mentioned both personal and professional self-care. So I think we're pretty familiar with personal self-care. So just some listing there that you can tap into to make some goals. Uh, professional. I, Anybody listening to this right now? Professional self-care to learn about your personal self-care. But just anytime you go to a conference, read something, um, hear a speaker, et cetera. So that, that is big, as I mentioned earlier, but also taking your personal self-care and taking it to work with you. So that is, and sometimes that's a little trickier, I think, but super important. Mm-hmm. So here's just something I like to say. When we take care of ourselves personally and professionally, we're more available to take care of others. And that's why I think just about everybody got in this profession. So it seems to make sense. Definitely. Trying to click. All right. Shall we go into some tools or okay? Yeah. Sure. All right, so this is a question I ask my graduate students and I like to also, I've started asking fellow professionals given my um, year as NASA president, you know, why did you become a school psychologist? And the answer becomes a self-care answer. It's a self-care question. And whenever you answer that question, because I know nobody said I got into this profession because I knew I could make so much money that I would retire at the age of 35. I, you know, nobody has said that. We're the people who really are passionate about our career. Uh, and we're, that also makes us vulnerable. So when we think about why did we become a school psychologist? You know, I think sometimes that's a great Friday afternoon question. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> you know, and sometimes your answers might, you know, be a little more positive than other weeks, but but I do think it it's helpful. Uh, I also think that, you know, we've got this great job that we get all this joy. The students are fun. We have so many great teachers and other um, educational professionals we work with. So I always say that brings us joy. I do that just because it's a great thing to do. The rest of it's why I get a paycheck. For me and the university department meetings, that's why I get a paycheck. 
um, writing reports as a practitioner is why you get a paycheck. So when you calculate just the things that you think, oh, I wouldn't just do this because I enjoy it, there's your hourly wage. All of a sudden, it's looking really good, isn't it? <laughs> so just perspective. Um, so I the the August before I became NAS or when I the August when I just started my NAS presidency, this um, said no school psychologist ever group that's on Facebook put together a, a nice little question that fed right into what I needed to hear, and that was, what are you going to do for self care this year? And so the left hand side is what I I, I yeah the the data cruncher and me went through and scoured all the answers that anybody provided. And so I put the most common and some of the more interesting ones, and that's on that left-hand side. I would love to know whether people actually did it a year later. So I think if anybody from said no school psychologist ever is on this, present that as a question. I do wanna to mention too, that they just started up again with their self-care questions. And so they, um, over the Labor Day, it was a big question of what did you do over the Labor Day weekend? It was so interesting to see what people had done um, for self-care. The number of people that just say, I went on a hike or I just hung out with my kids or just, it wasn't, yeah, some people did some, some kind of bigger deal things, but so much of the self-care is just those basic everyday moments of joy that we sometimes don't allow for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's like for on the said no school psych ever side that visit a classroom. My joy was always visiting the kindergarten classrooms, the preschool rooms. You know, they hi Mrs. Kelly Bance, how are you? You know, and it's it's just joyful. And so um anyway, and then mm -hmm. I love like office supplies. How who doesn't? Come on, you know, go get it cool new notebook or something and so and then you know like I said earlier 60 second brain break that works these just set a little timer for 60 seconds you're good so you know I find um the Facebook uh and Twitter kind of camaraderie and um that to be kind of stress relieving too just to be able to yeah. reach out and and hear from other school psychologists and whatnot. And so I think that that's, you know, a great group. I've been, I was really sad when the School Psychology Forum went away that NASP put, put an end to that because that was another really great group. Yeah. And um, it was just kind of done with. So that, that, yeah. that was sad. And, well, and they actually, that group had a different purpose that was sort mm -hmm. of, yes. yeah. And it so it kind of spiraled out of control. Yes. It, it did. And so, well, um, I think people realize that almost all those people were on some of these other um, mm -hmm. forums. And so hopefully if they weren't, they found them. Um, I think that those were recommended because great people are organizing <laughs> this, um, the said no school psych ever, et cetera. So, um, so yeah, and the group just today started the hashtag Sunday self care. I don't know if anybody saw that on Facebook, but I, course had to mine the data there and see what everybody was was doing today there was a um i think a lot of people you know reading books and drinking coffee and uh gosh I, oh football that was a big one watching football games so that's perfect
perfect. You know, they're they're commenting and sharing their their self care joys. Yeah. So, yeah. what I love about these is that they are what you can, what to do, what you can try rather versus what not to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, when I begin to feel overwhelmed, I think, okay, Saturday, I am not going to check my email. It that never happens. <laughs> you know, like it never yeah. happens that I don't um, feel. Yeah did and and want to like do more like you were saying so it's for me this is a much better um mm -hmm. method of self-care to say what can i do instead of what what do i need to stop <laughs> yeah it's it's almost like it's replacement behaviors for the things that aren't working well <laughs> in our in our day you know the um yeah the, you know, if you set out your clothes the night before, I really wish I were that organized, but I'm not. Uh, but that's such a great thing to do because it takes you, what, three minutes Sunday evening or 10 minutes Monday morning because you're trying to do so many other things, trying to multitask as you get ready in the morning. So I, I do. I love that, that it's it really um, it's it's sometimes even just time savers mm -hmm. that, and that's self-care. So. And some of these are so simple, you know, they're not complicated. Um, you can do a couple of these things. And, you know, I love the idea of just taking a break, a brain break for 60 seconds or, um, yeah, laying out clothes the night before, or something to save time. Yeah. The things that stress us out, you know, often um, compile and taking a step away for a short break is so helpful. Yes. It, it is, and the thing I really like about something like a 60 second brain break is nobody has to know you're doing it. I know sometimes people worry, oh, you know, my colleagues don't get to take a break. Well, actually a 60 second brain break, we could talk to our teacher um, friends and say, you know, you might just need to sit and breathe while the kids are doing some assignment or something because we can then share that. That's part of that modeling of the self-care that we can do and, and, and helping them out. Because I think, I think it's a struggle for teachers to figure out, well, how that, you know, how am I going to do self-care during the day? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I do think there are ways, you know, or we walk in and say, okay, go take a, go take a walk around the school. I'll watch your class. You know, what a great way to get to know some more kids in the building through the school site, too. So, um, I just, uh, yeah, here's some of the uh, personal things that the Said No School Psych ever did. So, again, lots of positives. I've, I love uh, the self care bowl of ideas. Mm -hmm. That was some people that said they did it as part of their family that the family, everybody in the family got to contribute ideas on a piece of paper and put it in a bowl. And they just pick a time, Friday night, Saturday, whenever, and you picked out of the self-care bowl. And that's what you do. Well, teachers can do that too. So I think that's, uh, I, I just, I love that. That again, taking that personal self-care and bringing it in uh, to to work. I, I look at the book club one, for example. I. I love book clubs. One of the hardest things about being NAS president was I didn't get to participate in the discussions with my friends at book clubs. And um, but I love that so much that I've incorporated book clubs in my practicum class and in our student group. 
Uh, I just noticed they're, they met on Friday and they're going to do some book clubs. And some of them are kid books that they're reading that they want to, to learn more about. So I think that's, I think that's fun. So, and many of you uh, that anybody out there that knows me knows that I'm a big dog fan. And so Instagram has lots of pictures of dogs and I might be following all of them yeah. as my coffee. My husband will walk in and say, what are you doing? I said, looking at dogs on Instagram. <laughs> so, I love that. I personally like laughing babies. Oh, that's, a, yeah. Fun and dancing babies. <laughs> now we need laughing, dancing dogs to go with the babies. Put babies and dogs together and I'm happy. All Our time. hearts are melting. Our hearts are melting. So. Yeah, these I've already mentioned. So it's just some ideas on the professional development um, in terms of the professional self-care. So I don't think we need to spend much time, but I do like um, some of these strategies that I've talked to other people about this. Like, what do you do professionally to, to consider your, your self-care? And so uh, that last one, actually write articles on self-care, uh, two of my NASPA, Friends and colleagues uh, invited me to participate on a self-care article that'll come out in CQ sometime in the near future. And so it's uh, all about social justice and self-care, which near and dear to my heart. So uh, that was really, really fun, I will say, to, to work with others on writing up uh, a self-care story in a sense. But I also love to keep anything positive that people have said about me. <laughs> know what that says about me but it's you know it's just you know I'll probably re-listen to what you all said at the beginning of this podcast I'll re-listen several times that's going to be in my file of positives so but I do think it's it's just so it's so nice to um, hear good things and to say things nice things to others the building up of our co-workers but I also think that asking for help how many of us feel like oh can't do it gotta you know be tough so um so asking for help is important. Starting a self-care team, a club, you know, with colleagues, with um, with students. So our grad students have a wellness committee. I'm so darn proud of them. They they really focus every month at our student group meetings on something that that relates to their own personal wellness and setting goals. That's great. A few others just to. I think if you have any control over your own annual review, like from your supervisor, ask them if you can put self-care on it. I've All of our interns this year have self-care goals on their um, intern plans. So uh, hopefully they can stick to that one. So, But just a few other ideas. Uh, I don't know if there's any that you wanna go through, but. Well, just for those friends listening um, later on iTunes or um, just listening to audio only, I'd love to read some of them. They're just all. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, check in with your assertiveness. I like that a lot. Are these, in, they have arrows connecting. Do you need to have but them? Mm -hmm. I just think that all of them are important, yes. you know, to, to consider. So the um, this was just the slide and what it did. And so I thought I'm going to keep those arrows just because it's kind of flows nicely because self-care kind of flows, you know? Yes. Yeah. So utilize time di diaries, take control over your time and activities, uh, check in with your assertiveness, practice saying no with actu with, without actually saying no, 
I love that one. Uh-huh. That makes it's it hard. It, it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no, but you could say yes and. Is that mm-hmm. what you mean by that? Without yes. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times, I in my experience and my in my time as a practitioner or as a graduate educator, sometimes if we really don't have time to do something, and we say, "I'll get back to you when I can," the problem goes away. Yeah. And and people then can understand that, but um, there, there are just so many ways to acknowledge that, yeah, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to help you right now. Yeah. Uh, delay agreeing to new tasks, connect with others, ask for administrative support, and put self-care on your annual evaluation. Those are all fabulous. Yeah, yeah and that first one, I apologize, that cut off the take control um, over your time and activities when you've learned like through a time diary, what is it that that you're spending a lot of your time with? I, I think about this because, you know, as a graduate, graduate students, we kept time diaries, essentially, that's what our logs were. So we knew where our time was being spent, but now sometimes, you, how many times do we all get to the end of the day and say, what happened? <laughs> what did I do? What did I accomplish? And so checking in with that and saying, well, maybe I need to, to become more assertive about my time and how all that's spent. So, uh, a viewer mentioned as, as you were talking about keeping um, a ha- happy things and, and listening to or reading um, kind comments. She says she does that too, and she calls it a happy file, which makes me think of mm-hmm. our last week's podcast with Dr. Melanie, yes. who created a positivity. Um, bag. Yes, I I enjoyed her podcast very much and thought it was um, one wonderful segue to this one. Yeah, yeah I, I really did. I, I was thinking it. the exact same thing. In fact, I typed it <laughs> just as you were uh, mentioning that, Rebecca. That's, that's great. All right. So we've already talked about just making sure that self-care is part of, of what you do. Um, I always like us to remember that, um, I don't know, it's, it, this should say um, job satisfaction statistics for psychologists are high. I don't know why a second bullet point came in there, but um, and it's because of the characteristics of our job. They, we really do have a very rewarding job, but we have to remind ourselves that we have a rewarding job because of the stressors that come come about. So I always like to give perspective. You can't save all the children but you can help a lot of them. And also to not personalize. I find this really challenging because we personalize when the negative things happen and the positive. And a lot of them actually are more about a team, about some circumstances that are beyond our control. And so I think sometimes we take on a little too much of the responsibility and we have to realize this is a system we're working in. And it sounds so simplistic, and yet it's not. It's really hard to remember all of that, especially when we're feeling frustrated because things aren't changing the way we want them to and people aren't responding the way we want them to. Um, but we do just know, I think we have to know, you know, every, every school psychologist I know is plugging away and doing everything they can, so. Yeah. It's an amazing profession. So um, I 
I think a lot about how do we make this happen? Because honestly, like I've said, I think we get gung-ho. It's like those New Year's resolutions. And we say, yes, this is going to be part of my year or whatever. And I think that's where we miss out on making the right goals. And so this is why I say think big and think small. And I say small self-care becomes big self-care when you do it consistently. And so when I think about my own self-care, so either probably tonight after this call, maybe tomorrow morning, I will come up with what's my self-care for this upcoming week. And do I want to have a couple things that I'll do this week? Do I want any daily goals? So, you know, an example, um, let's see, last week I had a daily goal of 10 minutes of meditation each day. So that's not like I didn't say all semester long, I'm going to meditate every day. No, I just said this week, I have time to do it. Next week, I know I'm not going to have time to do that. So that's not going to be one of my goals. So I really think you have to take what's coming up in your life and what's what are you going to do for self-care? And so make it manageable. And think about what you already do. And that's the other thing is I think a lot of us are doing some pretty good self-care. And so acknowledge that and then say, where is it? Where am I missing some of my self-care needs? So an IEP, um, <laughs> because I know not everybody read all of my president's columns, <laughs> there is one that talks about the IEP in there where uh, I had a, a column on self-care and that was when I kind of rolled out this individualized energy plan it's what take back the acronym or something i don't know but where we come up with our own plan for what are what's going to work for us so what are those activities maybe some of those that were on the um the lists earlier what are some you know brainstorm with a friend or family member or somebody what do you want to do and then why aren't you doing it now what are the barriers I mean, I think that is such, it's, it's mm -hmm. kind of what we ask about kids, right? Well, why aren't they doing this? Why isn't it happening? Or why is it happening? So that's why I say, we've got to figure out why it's not working and then figure out what are the things we have in place in our lives that would make it work? Do we have a friend that we can turn to and, you know, maybe send a text each day? That's part of that monitoring. You know, I love... As I said earlier, I love the office supply, so I've got to have my nice calendar. And I found a calendar that has a cool place to put in three goals for the week. And then I can see what, you know, they change sometimes, sometimes they don't. But I love that weekly checking in with self-care. It, to me, makes a whole lot more sense. And that's just maybe just me personally, but that makes a whole lot more sense than saying all semester long, I'm going to eat healthy every day. Anybody who knows me knows that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I like snacks. So, and sometimes not such healthy snacks. But, yeah, and I think too, just like I said earlier, the accountability plan, who are you going to share this with? And how are you going to celebrate? So 
I just, it's, it is based on how we set up IEPs, you know, and I actually, I think with IEPs, when kids meet goals, we should be having parties for these kids. We should be bringing in popcorn and whatever, you know, and balloons and say, yeah, you did it. So that's the kind of thing that um, we need to do for ourselves. That is great. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Last year, you had probably one of the busiest years ever as a school psychologist being mm -hmm. president. How, if you had to give yourself a score, a hundred percent, 90% uh, on your self-care plan during a really busy, yeah. you know, potentially stressful time, what, what would you have given yourself? What would you give yourself in retrospect? Well, I would actually ask to break it down by month. Because there were some months that I, I knew, I yes, I've got the I the month leading up to convention. Mm. I January and that first part of February before Atlanta, I made sure to get to yoga classes. I made sure to meditate. I made I was trying to eat healthy. Uh, it was terrible winter here, so I wasn't I wasn't getting outside. But you know just trying and, and also just making sure I was chipping away at all the tasks I needed to do professionally. So not making it so I was, I was not wanting to save anything till the end. And so, so I did really well then. So there's the good news. I'd say I was 90%. I, I'd give myself actually a, a solid A. How about that? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but prior, so I, let's see, it was, July, so a year ago, July 2018, when I just took over as NAS president. Woohoo! I was so excited. I really was. It was like, oh, there's so many, you know, opportunities. This is going to be exciting. I had all these travel plans, you know, so I went to a couple summer conferences, went to Public Policy Institute, and worked myself into a frenzy to the point where August came and I, I honestly think I was a self-care fail. Uh, and I realized I was, I thought how ironic that I'm going to be going around and talking to states and talking about self-care and I'm not doing it. So I really, that was a great reflection for me. So um, part of, that's part of my self-care too, is I reflect, I like to journal. And so when I realized, oh my gosh, I'm tired, I'm crabby, those indicators, yeah, that was sure telling me I had, I, I failed. I was a self-care fail. Uh, yeah. Fail forward though. So it's, right. <laughs> it's impressive that you were monitoring like that and able to notice and make adjustments. Well, and I think it was that accountability. Mm -hmm. I really do the accountability to NASP that I, I had to stay healthy and I had to be credible when I went out. You know, if I were standing up <laughs> in front of a state association and looking exhausted and low energy, you know, I think people said, I don't think she's doing her self care. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how you, you, pointed out, you know, month to month, you know, so we, we may have to take our self-care temperature on a intermittent basis and, yeah. um, and then just make improvements as, as we see 
fit. And I love the accountability piece. So yeah. um, that's so important. And that helps me an awful lot about, you know, keeping track of exercise or um, keeping up with things I want to read. So um, it's, it's great. It is. And it's also a great way to connect with someone that, that ha has some like-minded goals, but maybe you don't connect with as much. You know, there, I think there are so many of those people where we think, oh, I wish I had time to hang out with you more or something, but maybe this is a way that you can connect through self-care. And um, I think it's really gratifying. So, Yeah, so I've already talked about just the making the commitment. This is a plan. So those of you who are listening and can't see this, this is on the um, slides, just to, you know, setting up the goals, the barriers, assets, et cetera. And then documenting there are, you know, some of you are so good at all this and the, all the electronic um, parts of it. You might want little charts and graphs. Me, it's just a checklist on a calendar works for me. But if, if your self-care is, you know, technology based in terms of that, that could just be so rewarding and to see that and, you know, like, like we used to do when putting our homework up on the refrigerator, put your self-care progress up on the refrigerator, show it, you know, that's the thing we got it. That's another accountability piece is show it to people, you know, look what I accomplished this week because you're going to motivate somebody else. Sure. Um, just a few tips on this slide about uh, meditation and, and mindful breathing. So I have here the instructions for four, seven, eight breathing, which is a really nice way to kind of bring the stress level down during your day or if you're having trouble sleeping. So those um, instructions are there. You can also Google that and it will give you these instructions. Meditation for those of you who like just sitting, I think that's there's a lot of health benefits there. So being calm. And then, yes, I've got some ha the hashtags listed for uh, self-care. Um, we started the self-care selfie, and I think uh, they were doing the self-care selfies on the said no school psychologist ever. They were doing those um, during the Labor Day weekend. Got to see some actually really beautiful pictures of people out in mountains and doing hikes. It was great. So uh, just sharing your successes that way. I think, you know, just say, hey, each week, maybe I'll just get on um, Twitter or I'll, you know, find a way to connect with people that are school psychologists and share. All right. Any questions of this? I can mention a few things about helping students, but any? No, oh, I think that's all really helpful. It's, it's mm -hmm. um, concrete um, strategies and also just the reminder that um, we shouldn't feel bad about it. You know, I think we, mm -hmm. I, I personally know I need that reminder often. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's good to say um, no, even if it is in a different mm -hmm. way, you know, uh, yes, I will, be, I will help you with that, but likely not this week, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are just great reminders as we get into the um, busyness of the school year. Um, it's really helpful. And I, I'm so glad you brought up the busyness too, because I, when I talk to people who are interested in becoming school psychologists 
And when, and I'm sure you all get a chance to do this, you know, young people, maybe people who are wanting to re-specialize and they say, well, what do you like about your job? I think a lot of times what we say is it's ever changing. I'm always busy. I'm always needed. Mm -hmm. And we forget then that, oh yeah, we, I really did ask for this. <laughs> I have to remind myself of that. It's true. I um, I have an intern working with me this year and, you know, start of the year, I, I work over the summer too. I'm a 12 month employee. So I've gotten everything kind of set up and, and ready to go. And I'm just kind of waiting for either problems to arise or, um, you know, to, to get started with groups or to get evals to come in. And so she's hanging out with me and I'm kind of, I feel a little bit bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's so, <laughs> I'm so boring. Like there's not too much going on. Like it'll get more exciting. We'll get more interesting you know, as the as the year goes on, now I'll probably will be, you know, regretting that <laughs> we wished for busier times. Um, you kind of yeah. kind of thrive off of you know feeling like you're needed and there's things for you to do and yeah, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. I see that actually, Rachel, and like the logs that I read for our interns or our um, practicum students, I'll say, well, it's kind of slow to start, but my supervisor promises it's going to get, you know more exciting. So I would say just enjoy it while you can. Enjoy the lull. So, that's right. We will get busy. That's right. Well, and also thinking about that, you know, then in the future, they might know, okay, the beginning of the year might be a little slower. I can do a, maybe a little more self-care or make my plans for that mm -hmm. so that when those really crazy days occur, then, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I, for example, when um, oh, when I was in Atlanta for the convention, a lot of people came up to me, Lisa, are you doing your self-care this week? No. <laughs> My self-care was, you know, being there at NASA. I mean, it was just, it was so, so rewarding, but, but I wasn't doing anything else, you know, that was, you know, I was eating whatever I could find, <laughs> the, you know, little shops around there and all that. So, um, so I think that, but I knew that the time leading up was sustaining me through that week. So it helped. Um, this, I, I alluded to this earlier, you know, we need to give self-care away. I, think our students, so many of our students uh, either don't know about self-care, don't certainly don't understand what it is, and may not have family members who are able to model self-care for them. And so I think it's it truly is back to our, it's our responsibility. So um, let's see, did that look over here? We were doing so well with the slides advancing. There we go. Um, so I think just if if we're going to tell others to do self care, we as I said, we have to be doing it. So it's that credibility and that knowing that our what we do is going to influence students. I'm I'm always amazed at the influence school psychologists do have over students. And if you're talking about all these things you're that you're doing that sound that are nourishing, they're going to take that message with them as they leave your office or as you leave a classroom. And so I, and then I think teachers 
have a great responsibility there too. Another reason why it's so important for us to connect with teachers and, and allow them to develop their self-care. I mean, what a great goal for everybody in a school to come up with their self-care goals. Yeah. And so again, just the, um, the, the privilege of, of learning self-care doesn't come to everybody. I have at the end of this uh, PowerPoint, a bunch of websites, a bunch of apps that you could share with families, with kids, teachers. I've had students who uh, do a lot of this uh, self-care type modeling with their students out in schools when they're in practicum and internship. And apps is a great way to connect with our young people too and just show them some of them. So I have that at the end. We can teach them things, um, breathing skills. I'm seeing that a lot around my area. A lot of the teachers even are, te are helping the kids with some deep breathing techniques and seeing some great results with uh, enhancing their well-being in a classroom. And I have their kindness acts. I invite uh, all of you who are watching or listening to Google the Secret Kindness Agents. It's a friend of mine at, at University of Nebraska, Omaha. She's a, she came and spoke to us at, in Atlanta about this too. Uh, but it's a great program about, um, and again, it's, it's taking the positive approach. Instead of saying anti-bullying, it's saying be kind, you know, have um, kindness. And so uh, look that up. That would be a great, um, podcast by the way that would be mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I, I can connect you so again the end here just has a whole lot of resources on mass website um and uh so those are all in this powerpoint hopefully they uh, show up well enough. If not, the, uh, you can just click on the NASP website itself and find the self-care section. And then I have a few, um, let's see, apps here at the end. So awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. This has been like just such a feel good. Uh, yes. And I feel even more motivated to monitor myself as the year goes on because i do in the beginning of the year i feel you know well pretty well rested i, do, I have a great summer self-care plan and and maybe many of you many of you do as well but you know getting towards thanksgiving i i get um pretty feeling busy and focusing on uh lack of time and all of that so i think this year i'll do better i'll, I'll go from a c to a b plus <laughs> well, and I think I invite, you know, each of you, any, uh, those of you that are uh, watching or listening just to when we sign off tonight, just commit to one small thing for self-care for this week, mm -hmm. whether it's I, I will, you know, two times this week when I'm at my schools, I will make sure I um, take 10 minutes for lunch or that I take a walk around the school, you know, whatever it is that's um, that's nourishing to you. Listen to music. Music is just, there's so much evidence about the uh, healing nature of, of, of music. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Lots of good comments in the chat box. Mm -hmm. um, people sharing some strategies. Good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Really good thoughts. 
And uh, Lisa, are you going to be at the New York State Association of School Psychs conference this year? I am not. I'm sad to say that that's the one thing that shifts when you're NAS president, you get the year uh, away from your uh, place of employment. And so mm. you get lots of time to go travel and be with different state conferences or different meetings across the country. And it's wonderful, but now it's back to reality. <laughs> and so I don't get to travel as much. I would have loved to. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, be in Baltimore though, right? For Yes, I will be at the convention. Good. Great. That's exciting. Well, we have a couple things coming up. We have Steve Pfeiffer. Uh, it will be our next podcast guest on uh, November, I'm sorry, September uh, 22nd. And then the three of us will be presenting at the New York State Conference also okay. in October. Good. And uh, I also will have a presentation, a separate presentation at that conference as well. So hopefully we'll see some of you there. Uh, and if people see us and you know know who we are, please feel free to come up and say hello. We we ambushed uh, Dr. Kelly Vance at NASP last year and took selfies, and she was so kind and, and gracious to do that with us, and uh, we love that. So if if you see us, and you know, please feel free to you know stop us and say something, and we appreciate people chiming in and sharing their voices, and it's a conversation that we all join here on on the podcast. So. Uh, let us know who you are if you run into us at, at, at any of these events. Definitely. School psych selfies are our one way of our professional self-care. That's right. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> we put them right in our happy file. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. I, I'm hoping, I don't know how, if you guys can hear that, but my three-year-old is screaming for me right now. So, <laughs> and deal with that. Oh, she should be in bed right now. Uh, but thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And um, we'll, we'll see everybody uh, on the 22nd. So. Good night, everybody. Thank you.